The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. A book battle in Llano County. Today, leaders there will decide whether to close the county's public libraries. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. The Llano County Commissioner's Court holding a special meeting later on this afternoon after a federal court ordered the return of controversial books. Now, seven people sued local leadership for removing 12 books, arguing that their First Amendment rights to free speech and the 14th Amendment right to due process were violated because the books were removed without notice or any ability to appeal. These removals started in December 2021. Last spring, the county firing the Kingsland branch's head librarian, Suzette Baker, lost her job for not removing those books. The books in my library in Kingsland were not taken off the shelves. We did not move them. Um, I told my boss that was censorship. Commissioner's court agenda item for the meeting does not include a reason for the possible closure of the library. It says discussion will, quote, regarding the continued employment and status of Llano County library system employees and the feasibility of using library premises by the public. The meeting is at 3 this afternoon in the Llano County courtroom. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good morning. We start our Thursday with a mainly clear sky. This is the view from the Rock and Dirt Yard camera there in Buda. You can leave the rain gear at home. You will not need it today. We're going to see a sky full of sunshine. Temperatures were sitting in the 50s at the hour, pretty much looking at 50s and 60s all morning long. I'll give you a second to find your neighborhood number. Austin, we start the day at 58, which compared to yesterday is just a little bit warmer. Most of us, two to five degrees warmer at this hour, and we're going to continue that warming trend through the day. Your hike and bike forecast indicating temperatures in the mid-70s by lunch. Forecast high today, 81. Pretty close to normal for this time of year. And as you can see, nothing but sunshine overhead. Now, we will start to notice a little bit more of that humidity. Uh, that would be the one kind of downside to these southerly winds, but in general, a really nice day. Coming up, these warm spring days continue leading up to our next cold front that is expected to arrive this weekend. There's a low rain chance tied to it, but another disturbance next week gives us a slightly better chance of rain. So we'll talk about both opportunities for those showers, talk about when we could potentially see a strong to severe storm. The details laid out in your first warning forecast. Sounds good. Thank you, Kristen. Our largest school district is taking the first step to help teachers find more affordable housing. Yeah, earlier this week, we told you first how Austin ISD is working with apartment buildings throughout the city, offering lower rent and other incentives. KXAN's Nabil Ramana taking a closer look at the district's plans to keep teachers in Austin. A former Austin ISD teacher. I'm a renter. I'm about to experience a rent increase. Candace Hunter now serves the district as a trustee, and she knows the challenges teachers face when it comes to living in Austin. Our schools are in the core, so that's east, northeast, southeast, central Austin, where those areas are rapidly gentrifying, which is putting those rents into the stratosphere. But on Tuesday, Austin ISD, we have an exclusive deal with the Austin Apartment Association. The district revealed it's working to help lower rent for teachers. Right now, the average for one bedroom in Austin is about 1600 per month. From discounted rates to um, waiving some fees, so different opportunities, it's, just, it's something that's exclusive for our teachers in Austin ISD. It, it's a great area to live in. We've, we've got 
the amenities that you're looking for. Um, uh, quality, affordable housing. Lindsay Haynes with the Austin Apartment Association says when AISD approached them about two weeks ago, they started reaching out to their members to see who could offer deals to teachers. As of today, we have about 60 communities that have um, decided to participate, and most of those are with some pretty substantial incentives to teachers. Century Plaza near Hancock Center is one of the communities. They're offering up to one month free, no application fee, and a deposit alternative program, which allows renters to pay the deposit off monthly. They have a bus stop right up the road. Here they got the grocery store right across the street. Hunter says she's all for helping teachers any way the district can. We want our teachers to be able to live in the communities where they work. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. The Austin Apartment Association says it hopes to add even more apartments to its list. Details on that are still being worked out. But going in depth on this, last year AISD discussed adding $50 million of affordable housing to its November bond package proposals. Affordable housing later removed though. The district did say though this idea might not be completely off the table. AISD also discussed covering the Anita Ferales Coy facility, I should say converting, and the Rosedale School into staff housing. You can view those preliminary renderings under the story on KXAN.com. Also this morning, a bill challenging federal immigration enforcement still not up for a vote in the Texas House. Now, lawmakers in a House committee last night did not move forward with it. The bill would dramatically expand the state's power when it comes to border enforcement with the creation of what they call a new border protection unit. These bills are dangerous bills are going to uh, perpetuate hate in our communities. Uh, black and brown people will be the most affected through these bills because it's going to uh, perpetuate uh, racial profiling. I think that most of the people that come out and protest against bills like this are uneducated about the intent and how those bills are actually going to be enacted and those laws are going to be enforced. Uh, as law enforcement, we have, we have no control over who breaks the law. Our duty is to enforce it, and that's the extent of it. The bill challenges federal law by invoking the Invasions Clause of the U.S. Constitution, asserting that crime on the border warrants Texas, taking matters into its own hands. New 911 calls are now out detailing the moments during a bank mass shooting, the latest out of Louisville. And Austin preparing for more growth, why the city's mayor says it's at a crossroads with transportation. Good morning, everyone. A live look this morning from Butte, our camera over at the Rock and Dirt Yard, I-35 looking good at this time. 911 calls are now out detailing the moments during a Louisville bank mass shooting. And among the calls, a woman who was on a virtual meeting with employees. The shooter's parents are talking about their son's mental health issues as well this morning. His family says the 25-year-old had ongoing mental problems that they were trying to help address, but they couldn't and wouldn't imagine this would happen. In Kentucky, there are no laws to keep adults from being able to legally purchase a gun. That's even if someone suffers from a mental health disorder or substance abuse disorder. The only law that applies is a federal law keeping convicted felons from buying guns. Now local leaders, including the mayor of Louisville, are calling on Kentucky lawmakers to make a change. Still ahead, why you soon could have some trouble parking at Austin bars. Abortion pill access still uncertain. The new changes, though, overnight from the federal court. Georgetown girls soccer team hoping for a storybook ending to their season and their head coach's coaching career. I've got more on that coming up.
This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, a live look outside from the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. The moon shining, the stars are out. And Kristen is promising what's going to be a gorgeous day here in Central Texas. Sally, when was the last time you tried to find parking in downtown Austin? Um, I probably pushed it out of my head. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't go there too much. Exactly. It it can be a bit of a headache. Maybe that's why. The parking at local bars, that could be changing now. Austin exploring the idea of changing parking requirements with the goal of curbing drunk driving. City Council is going to discuss it during today's meeting. And KXAN's Brianna Hollis spoke with a local bar owner, several of them, about the idea. Everything and anything we could do to encourage people not to get behind the wheel. Charles Ferraro co-owns the Volstead in Hotel Vegas. But the main concern um, as a as a bar owner who wants everyone who comes into uh, one of my spots um, is to get home safely. APD made 2,554 DWI arrests in 2022, according to the parking resolution drafted by District 3 Council Member Jose Velasquez. He says he was inspired to write it after bar owners and others voiced concerns to him about the parking requirements. Velasquez fears parking lots may incentivize drunk driving and deter new businesses from opening. The current city ordinance requires bars more than 2,500 square feet to have at least 25 parking spots. And any bar larger than 10,000 square feet must have room for 400 cars. The resolution states making these accommodations can cost businesses at least $10,000 per parking space. The proposal would eliminate parking requirements for current and future bars. The parking requirements are excessive. Some employees at other bars told us they like having parking lots and are unsure how the lack of spaces would truly combat drunk driving. As for Ferraro, it becomes more and more inconvenient. Anyone who was kind of on the fence, whether they wanted to take their car or hop into uh, a ride share, uh, you know, that that extra thing could be the nudge that it takes to get them to not use their automobile on a night out. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Brianna tells us that there would still be requirements for ADA parking, and we reached out to the city about the resolution. A spokesperson told us officials may have more information after this is talked about during the city council meeting later on today. Looking at the data, a city of Austin memo revealing some insight on deadly crashes in which a driver was under the influence. One person in Texas dies nearly every eight hours. In Travis County, there was a 71% increase in DUI-related deaths from 2011 to 2021. Kyle, police are asking for your help finding four people suspected of robbing a Mr. Gaddy's pizza. Having Monday night around 10 at the Mr. Gaddy's off I-35 in Kyle, police say one of the suspects pulled out a gun and chased employees. That suspect left with the money. Police believe they're driving a light-colored car possibly a white SUV. Anyone with information is encouraged to contact Kyle Police. A dog is back with its family after what's really an epic trek (laughs) across 150 miles of frozen Bering Sea ice. That's Nanook, the one-year-old Australian shepherd wandering off from an Alaska island, showed up a month later 
in a coastal sea community. Look at that face. People posted pictures of him online. His owner saw him, flew him back home. She filmed the happy reunion when the plane landed at the airstrip. Other than a swollen leg with large bite marks. Yeah, he's in pretty good health other than that. And he's happy to be back with his family, you can tell. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's happier, but the family sure does. Yeah, they're pretty excited. Super excited. He's like, you will not believe what just <laughs> happened. Like, I fought off a polar bear, exactly. I chased a seal. And I know? flew in an airplane. And I flew in an airplane. <laughs> like, what I missed, you know? Very, very cute. Okay, let me show you what's going on with your forecast. Have you been enjoying the nice weather? Man, over the last couple of days, we've been spoiled down here in Central Texas. And you know what? We're gonna do it again today. We've got mainly clear skies as we start our Thursday. I can see the moon. I can see the stars on our Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera there in South Austin. We're going to stick with these kind of conditions through the day today. Clear skies, plenty of sunshine once that comes up. 58 degrees right now. Winds are calm. We've got most of us in those 50s and 60s, and we're going to hold on to those numbers through the end of the morning. By lunchtime, our forecast is going to show temperatures in the mid-70s, but your highs getting back into the 80s today. Forecast high of 81 downtown with plenty of sunshine sunshine going around in the winds out of the south southeast at about 5 to 15 miles per hour. So I'm really not worried about too much today. I think we see a nice day to get outside. This is going to be a patio weather kind of day. Once we get into tonight though, clouds are going to come back. We're not going to see a lot of sunshine tomorrow. I think the clouds are going to be more persistent and there could maybe sort of kind of be a couple isolated storms to watch for Friday afternoon and evening. This high resolution model isn't showing it, but I have a couple in-house models that are. So we're not going to completely rule it off the table because we have just enough instability in our atmosphere that if these storms do develop tomorrow, there is a one out of five risk for an isolated strong to severe storm in our northern county. So I'm looking at San Saba. Land passes, Burnett, Williamson, Milam County for one out of five risk of severe weather tomorrow. Now, that's only if these storms develop. That's a big if. I think there's a lot going for us that these storms won't develop, but there is that potential tomorrow. Humidity is going to continue to pool tomorrow into Saturday ahead of our next cold front. This cold front comes in on Saturday, so we'll go with the low chance of rain tomorrow along the dry line. Cold front itself dives in on Saturday. Could be a 20% chance of rain Saturday afternoon, and then you'll notice by the time we hit midnight Sunday, this thing is out of here. We've got sunshine on the way for your Sunday afternoon. So let's put it together for you. Seven-day forecast is a high of 81 today with mainly cloudy skies. Your overnight low is nothing to worry about. 10% chance of an isolated storm or shower tomorrow again with that conditional risk of severe storms in our northern counties. We'll go with the 20% chance of showers on Saturday. Right now, this is not looking like a washout. Just going to be one of those days where you want to make sure you've got that and weather app so you can watch the radar closely. Temperatures almost hot on Saturday ahead of the front as we near 90. And then you'll notice Sunday a little cooler in the 70s with sunshine and breezy conditions. And then early next week, we get the 80s back, but watching a disturbance that brings another chance, another opportunity for rain Tuesday into Wednesday. Right now, rain chances low at 10 to 20%, but we'll be sure to keep you updated. Like I said, overnight lows staying very mild in the 50s and 60s for the next six to seven mornings. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Later this morning, actually at high noon, state soccer tournament and Georgetown will play on their home field. Georgetown girls making their first appearance, and it's at their home stadium, Birkelbach Stadium. And what a run it has been this year. They needed penalty kicks in their regional final win over Belton to get there. They made all the kicks and 
They fulfill a dream. Meantime, for their head coach, well, what a way to go out. Sam McCutcheon, 50th year in coaching, 50th in final year. So a thrill for him to see the players that he watched grow up in soccer achieve one of their dreams. These young ladies were little bitty campers, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. Uh, when I came here, I started the Georgetown soccer camp and in the summer. So I saw them grow up. I saw them play club or rec. I saw them play club. I followed them in club. And I'm going to see a bunch of them continue to play in college. And on the home field, that's, that's got to be pretty cool here. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Our, our dream, our athletic director says, please, let's get back to Burkleback with our team. And I said, yes, sir, let's do that. And here we've done it. I did cry. I did. It was happy tears because I just realized, like, we did it. We're here. We made it. And I'm super excited. It's kind of fun. You just kind of have to walk from your locker room. No bus rides. So we kind of have the advantage there. I know it's it's kind of a little bit of added pressure. You have a lot more friends and family there for sure, but I think that makes it more fun. We're so used to playing here and just having our whole community and all of our students and this whole faculty included, just being here supporting us is such an like, amazing feeling. Again, that's noon against Frisco Lone Star. Tonight at 7.30, Conley boys will be back at state for the second time. They will take on Frisco High tomorrow. Both the Dripping Springs boys, defending state champs, and the Westwood girls will be in semifinal action. Back to you. Roger, thank you. Austin Mayor Kirk Watson says the city is at a crossroads as it needs to invest in infrastructure and prepare for even more growth. We're a focal point in a worldwide economy. If we want to maintain our quality of life and continue our economic uh, growth, we're going to need to pay, pay attention to mobility, which is our Achilles heel, and we're going to need to do it as we build workforce. Watson says it's about $25 billion in infrastructure projects that are underway right now. These are addressing growth needs at the airport and on I-35. He also talked about proposed legislation that challenges funding for Project Connect. This is the city's massive rail transit plan that voters approved back in 2020. The bill that he mentioned would require local government corporations created through a tax rate increase to stop borrowing money without voter approval. That would include the Austin Transit Partnership. There was a hearing on that proposal last week, but right now that bill is still in committee. Well, at the same time, improvements on Austin roads have helped bring down the number of people hurt or killed in crashes. That's according to leaders with Austin's Vision Zero program. There was a 30% reduction, it says, in crashes last year on improved roads. Now, some of the safety changes on those roads include reduced speed limits and adding protected turn lanes. The most frequent issue when it comes to tips sent to KXA investigators, toll road billing problems and text tag customer service complaints. So we wanna know more from you. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now with your smart device to tell us about your text tag troubles. You could help lawmakers and state leaders make decisions about the system. You can share your story, be part of the solution, and an upcoming KXAN investigation. While Austin seems to change every day, there's a dance hall here that has stood the test of time. The Broken Spoke, though, a longtime staple on South Lamar is what we're talking about. It celebrated its Texas 
historical marker dedication. Well done. Founded in 1964, The Broken Spoke has built a reputation for great live country music and world-famous Texas cooking. Did you know that? The iconic Austin Honky Tonk held the historical dedication ceremony yesterday in honor of what would have been founder James White's 84th birthday. Well, we lost James two years ago. He was my husband and their father. And therefore, we're so thrilled and, and happy that we finally got this marker and could put his name on it. Because he is the reason the Broken Smoke is here. Yeah, they're calling this event 58 years in the making and celebrated with free dancing and live country music. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.